Hey everybody, and welcome to our freaking epic podcast, the most epic podcast on the air. My name is Ernie the Giant Chicken, your epic host. Today, we will be interviewing famed Renaissance artist, scientist, and engineer Leonardo da Vinci. He's a very accomplished man. You can thank this man for guns, helicopters, tanks, and even the Mona Lisa. That one's definitely the craziest. We will ask him some questions we received from our epic viewers. This first question comes in from Brian Griffin, and he asks, Do you consider yourself a humanist? You know, I really like this one. It's a bit of a tough one. It, you know, spices up the podcast because, you know, he's considered one of the greatest. But let's see if he actually considers himself the greatest. Well, uh, Mr. Chicken, what do you mean by a humanist? You know, I think I would define it as the idea that education improves people and society as a whole. You know, that is a good one. Spices up the uh, podcast. But in that case, I'm definitely a humanist. I'm fascinated with learning and education, and I'm always trying to learn more about science. I'm mostly interested in human anatomy, as you can see through my detailed sketches that I record. Some people may find it weird that I enjoy dissecting people, but I see it as education and another chance to learn. To me, the most important sense is sight. When I can see the anatomy of humans with my own eyes, I can see the facts. I'm also intrigued by engineering and science. Some of my other sketches and designs are of inventions, such as my armored tank or helicopter designs. I believe that all aspects of education are important. Through these sketches, I'm able to teach others about advanced concepts, even if I cannot create them in my time. I can educate and better myself through them. Education is the root of our society. So many people are interested in education. You could be left behind if you're not educated. Wow. That really just was a great answer. I love how you brought up your favorite sense. It adds a lot. So our second question comes in from a man named Homer Simpson. And he asks, would you consider yourself a Renaissance man? Why or why not? I also like this one because uh, just like the first one, you know, people call you the model Renaissance man. But do you feel like you have earned that title? Hmm. Renaissance man? Yeah, I would consider myself a renaissance man. I have all of the quote-unquote qualifications, for lack of a better word. I have a strong understanding of the aspects of the renaissance. Aspects such as painting, engineering, architecture, sculpting, and, uh, what's the, oh, literature, of course. I'm mainly known for my paintings, however. People really seem to like them, especially the Mona Lisa and the Last Supper. These two are people's favorites. I don't know why, they just are. Painting is not all I do, though. Well, I cannot write as people such as Machiavelli, I can do more than just paint. I've done sculptures such as my attempt at the freestanding horse. I wish that wasn't destroyed. Although I'm annoyed that it couldn't be built, my attempt still shows just how good I am at sculpting, not to brag. I also have worked with engineering a little bit, most notably in my sketches, designs of helicopters and tanks. I'm just an overall genius. So to answer your question, yes, I am a Renaissance man. Wow, that really just was a very good uh, answer, and you definitely weren't cocky or braggy at all. I really loved how you stayed very humble during that. So our next um, question is going to come in from a person of the name Pew PewDiePie, <laughs> and he asks, what accomplishment are you most proud of and why? This is a good one. Mio, you have a lot of different accomplishments, and you are a very accomplished man, but what do you feel, you know, represents you the most and makes you the most proud. Thank you. I I do have many accomplishments. Thank you for that question, PewDiePie. 
Um, but I would say that I'm most proud of my paintings. Although I have many other accomplishments, my paintings are the best, and I'm not the only one who thinks this. When most people hear my name, I think the majority either think of the Mona Lisa or the Last Supper or anything painting-related of mine. I put so much time and effort into these paintings, it would be a waste if, of all people, I didn't like them as much as my other works. After all, I'm the one who painted them. I also have done so many paintings, over 15, but the problem is that so many have been destroyed and lost over the years. But if I'm being more specific, my favorite painting is The Last Supper. It took a lot of work and I'm really proud of the result. I had to paint 13 people all doing their own unique thing. I also added a lot of small details and references to the Bible to it, which I'm glad I added. It adds an extra layer of detail to it. I'm happy with my other sculptures and paintings, but The Last Supper to me stands out and it's just the best. Wow, yeah, I think I would agree. I really do like your Last Supper, and I think your Mona Lisa would definitely be a runner-up. Uh, that was great. Thank you, Mr. Um, da Vinci, and thank you for coming on to our podcast. Thank you for having me. And now, a word from our epic sponsors. Bruh. Infected rats, we got him. Bubonic Blake, we got him. Is your neighbor constantly painting murals on your brand new wall? Give them the Bubonic Blake with our new advanced rats. They've been bitten with fleas and will make your skin crawl. Literally, you want boils? Order now. It's simple, easy, affordable, and it gets the job done. Call now to receive your infected rats. Call in the next 12 hours and we'll even throw in a deceased mouse for free. Call 1-800-INFECTED-RATS. Again, that's 1-800-INFECTED-RATS. Disclaimer, do not let the rats bite you or your family, only the intended target. Once the target has been infected, stay away until they have been eliminated. Other than that, it's completely safe. Hello, chili fans. Welcome back to the podcast after that wonderful ad read. Another thanks to our sponsor. So, now that we've finished our interview with Leonardo, we're joined by Bacon. And no, not the food, although I could use some right now. I skipped breakfast. We are joined with Francis Bacon. You may not know him as well as Leonardo, or you don't know him at all. No offense, but that doesn't mean he is any less important. Give a round of applause to Francis Bacon. Now, our first question comes from Barry B. Benson. He asks, do you consider yourself a humanist? Why or why not? No, really interesting question. I want to know. So, Bacon, are you a humanist? Well, that is a very interesting question. Um, You know, I do think I'm more of an unorthodox humanist in the sense that, yes, I did stray away from more religious works, but I absolutely despised most of Greek thinking. You know, I um, I think it really restricts us from actually looking at life with facts and logic and figuring out why something really happens. We've been looking at the Romans and the Greeks for so long that we can't make up new methods for science, they're so outdated and old, I mean, thousands of years ago, and no one can come up with more things. I mean, respects due to Aristotle and Plato. They're very intelligent, and they're just geniuses. But a lot of their claims are built off of purely philosophical reasoning, and it doesn't have any facts behind it. So I think the best way to support your claims is with um, evidence and experiments if you can show that something has actually happened, more people are more likely to believe it. Um, so, 
if we're strictly talking about, you know, the more non-religious aspects of humanism, I feel like I follow those completely. One of my main philosophies is that um, everything in nature has a purpose. None of it's um, completely supernatural. Everything has a humanly um, explanation. And if that reason can be found, the reason for its existence and what it does in life, and if you can find it and it can be exploited, then it will benefit humans. Everything has a purpose, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Well, really good response. I really agree with you with the importance of human explanation in nature. So we have another question here. This one comes from Obama. He asks, would you consider yourself a renaissance man? Why or why not? Well, yes, Mr. Obama. I think I would call myself a renaissance man. In fact, I think I would call myself one of the best of my period. Um, I came from a very formidable family, and I was highly educated. I was tutored at home until I was 12. And then when I became 12, I studied at Cambridge University. And at this time, there had been another spark uh, in using Aristotle's philosophies. And while I was learning it, I kind of realized that it's not, you know, factual and um, based on evidence. It's extremely just loose, and there's a lot of holes in it. And then uh, after college, um, I found inspiration in the government. Most of my family had uh, partaken in the government, and I wanted to kind of keep the family um, trade alive. So I spent most of my life in the government. I found my voice, and I was able to excel. So uh, under Queen Elizabeth I, I worked as counsel to the Solicitor General and Attorney General, which really is not the greatest rank. Um, It's kind of a low one, but it was still up there. So then under King James, on the contrary, I was able to become a knight and the Lord Chancellor of England. And the Lord Chancellor of England is the keeper of the seal. It's a very respected role. And then at that same time in the government, as I was juggling, you know, all these roles, I found another voice in writing. I wrote many um, scientific papers and many essays. Uh, And this is where I started to debunk Aristotle's theory and start to push more of experimental and factual-based evidence. And then later, uh, when I was retired and I was, I wasn't really retired, I got kicked out, but who cares? Um, I found worth in writing and had a very good retirement. Um, Funnily enough, I died while conducting a experiment. I thought that you could stop the decomposition of a chicken corpse by stuffing it with snow. It was a very uh, funny day. It just kind of came into my head. I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. And the snow obviously was cold and I caught a cold. And later died of it because back in my days, if you had a fever, you um, were dead. Uh, it was it was an okay way to go out. Well, really good response. Um, one more final question here. The uh, username is unknown, so we don't know who submitted it. But I really like this. So, what accomplishment are you the most proud of, and why? So, bacon. What is it? Wow, that is a very good question. Uh, And 
I think my proudest achievement is my involvement with the government. Um, it just pushed my works, you know, to the public and I was able to become so mainstream. It really helped with my popularity. You know, everyone tries to climb the ranks and I, I did have a bit of a, you know, hand up uh, these people because I, you know, my family had been in the government and my family was kind of well known for that. But um, I was good at my job, unlike so many other rulers. I tried to represent my people and I tried to be as fair as possible, except, you know, then I started to accept bribes, but we, we don't really talk about that, except we do. Um, so, you know, with this success in the government, my works, you know, became more mainstream and people looked at them and I became, you know, I sparked a new generation of thinkers. You know, I was, I inspired the founders of the Royal Society, which is one of the oldest scientific groups in the whole world. It is the oldest. If it had not been for me, this group would have never existed and science may not be what we know it is today. So my governmental role, I'm just, it was just such a great thing. It pushed, it got me out there and I could not have done that uh, by myself. I really needed that role and it was the stepping stone for my whole entire life's career. And then, you know, these ranks, they came with their own honor as well. I became Lord Chancellor of England, and I also became a knight. Uh, just, you know, the absolute honor of just having these two magnificent roles. It was just amazing. Um, I became very um, respected. And, uh, you know, I kind of I threw it away, and I started accepting bribes. And this is when I had a really low point in my life. I started losing money, and I needed you know, to keep my job and I need to keep my house and I want to keep doing experiments. So I did the wrong thing and I started to accept bribes from people and I was found guilty of this, but King James um, was actually very nice and he let me off kind of easy. He cut my sentence. He took away my fine and I had to only, you know, serve a couple of days in jail, but I just felt so ashamed that I had betrayed the people of my country and I want to make up to them. So I kind of, you know, fought James of like, no, let me serve this, uh, the sentence, but he didn't let me. I, I'm just very ashamed of this. Have you ever looked at your lord's castle and said to yourself, Bob's your uncle. I wish I had a house like that. Well, say goodbye to your hopes and dreams, and welcome in the feudal system. Hi, I'm Toot Toot McBumbersnazzle, Lord of Quahog. My team and I are so excited to show you the latest cutting-edge technology that not only crushes your dreams, but allows me to crush my enemies. It's very simple. All you have to do is give me all of your money. And what I do in return is I protect you, and I'll give you a little bit of land, a tiny little bit of land. And restrictions, you know, may apply. Sounds good, right? All you need to do is give me three easy payments of everything you will ever make in your life. And if you call in the next 24 hours, I repeat, 24, limited time offer, you will be entered into a very special raffle, and you could win a whole, alright, get this, M&M, one whole M&M. The number is 1-800-TRY-TO-LEAVE-ME, yeah, that's what I thought, only 1% of peasants actually get to leave their lord's land, try and leave me, I dare you. So why wait? Call now. Lines will be open in the next 24 to 48 hours.